This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Label Clothing Company. Uh, they have been a huge supporter of mine for many years now. And anytime you see me wearing a dress shirt or a suit, it is from them. Uh, everything is custom made. And anyone who knows me knows I hate wearing suits and I hate wearing dress shirts. I not only look dapper, but the clothes feel great and uh, wear really well. So anyone in the need of a custom suit, definitely hit them up. You can find them online at label.co. What is up, everybody? Today I am joined by my guest, Christy Alicia, an amazing trainer, a great person to talk to. I had a blast talking to her. Fitness and that pursuit of a healthy lifestyle has always been a passion of mine. So Christy and I talk about the importance of staying in shape, training, trying to build a training brand, how she's created a niche in the market working with brides and her new platform, which will be for post and prenatal care. Uh, she's an all around awesome person and I greatly enjoyed speaking to her and I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. So without further ado, I bring you my friend, trainer and all around great person, Christy. What is up everybody? I want to uh, introduce you to my guest today, Christy Alicia, Hello. Uh, amazing trainer and uh, fitness enthusiast and entrepreneur, right? And I'm uh, super excited to have you on and, and thank you for being here first and foremost. Um, if you could just tell everyone a little bit about yourself, give them a quick rundown and then we'll get into it. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. No, um, like you said, my name is Christy. I'm born and raised here in New York. I uh, started my training career about eight years ago and got into fitness doing Zumba. Funny enough, <laughs> because I have a background in dance. I was okay. like, this should be easy. I had a blast. Um, I used to sneak Zumba classes um, right after some of my like corporate jobs. So sure. I would leave a corporate job, go teach a Zumba class, go back. And everyone would be like, why are you so sweaty? I decided to switch that all around and just do fitness full time. Started Equinox, um, carried on. I was at Gold's Gym, New York Sports Club. I'm at a studio in Brooklyn right now, and I'm working on my own things. So cool. super excited, kind cool. of like so full circle. When I was uh, when I was reading over your bio and everything, kind of one thing that really jumped out at me that I, I wanted to ask you about was, um, I know there's a lot of people, and I talk about it on the show. I think uh, the statistics are in, New York, in the United States of America, out of 100 percent of the workforce, um, 80 percent, uh, sorry, 70 percent are unhappy, 20 percent are discontentful, 10 percent actually enjoy what they do. So I'm assuming at some point when you were in corporate America, you fell into the 90 percent of discontent. <laughs> so I think it takes a serious. Um, serious set to like take that jump. So if you could like, what was your mindset? And like, obviously I, I know why you did it because oh, that was your passion. And I right. see that, um, I follow you online and I know like you are, you know, seriously passionate, but giving up the financial security, the health, benefit, all the things that well, come along with it. You give up everything. Yeah. What right. was, what was going through your mind? Oh my God, is this the dumbest thing that I'm doing? <laughs> and then it was like, wait a minute, I think I can do this. So, I mean, I left a corporate job that I had been at actually not too far from here. Mm -hmm. And I just took a look and I said, I'm not happy here. I am making up every single excuse to not come to this office. Every single excuse. And I had to be there at like nine o'clock. Um, I train people now at 5.30 AM. No problem. I'm like skipping. So I knew that something had to be up and I knew that I was going against what I was really supposed to do. And I really just took a look and I said, what's keeping me from doing something that I really love. I ended up working with a life coach she helped me out. And really the biggest thing was like, let's lay out all of your silly little fears. Because at the time, these were the massive like monsters. But when we wrote them out, they were like these tiny little fears. And really, you know, it's the same things you said, financial security. My parents are like, how are you going to eat? You know? Um, and then you just kind of, you just 
you just figure it out one step by, you know, by the next step and you figure it out. And I can't believe that I even wasted that much time mm. being and doing something that I knew, I knew deep down inside, I wasn't supposed to be doing that. I knew like I'm a natural born mover. So I knew I had to be moving all the time. And I just, it's really hard. Once you listen to that, like true, that little tiny whisper, you're like, why didn't I wish, listen like more before? What, what kind of feedback were you getting like at that, at that moment? Like I can imagine your family was probably like, what the fuck are you, what? <laughs> like you're going to give up making X and go do what? what? Exactly. You're going to go work out. Like, you know, you're, you're right? going to go work out. Like, yeah. hmm? People pay for that. <laughs> I can make a, like, you can make a living doing right, that. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. So as you probably can imagine, so my dad was one of those guys, he's been at his job for 20 years. <laughs> so the idea of me leaving after just like a couple, like a year or two, you know, at this job, he was like, I don't understand. And then my mom, luckily enough, she's always like followed her passion. She's a fashion designer. So she's kind of lives in the clouds a little bit mm. in the sense that she's like, you go and you'd be the best. But friends of mine were like, really? That's what you're going to do? And I was like, I can't. I can't do what I'm doing now. So might as well give this a try. But you do get some interesting feedback from the people that you love. You get like a little bit of like a head tilt, <laughs> but you just kind of like, you have to push them to the side and you're like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. What was like the mindset at the moment when you finally like, you know, you listed out all those fears, which, you know, I, I can imagine like sometimes we build these mountains in our mind that really aren't, um, or we're just, you know, we make excuses to ourselves, you know, I've done it a million times uh, yeah. as to oh, why yeah. I can't do something when oh, really yeah. like it's so much more as possible. Um, what, what was the determining when you were like, all right, I'm done. This is it. Pull the trigger now. It just, I realized one day I was just like, I can't go back to that office. I was on my way right taking the train to here. And I just was reading my book. I dropped the book and I was like, I can't, like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Everything in my body was like, get the off this train you and run. Oh, I can Everything in my body was like, get the fuck off yeah. this train. It's awful. And I just remember seeing my boss and seeing just like, people looked so unhappy. The people that I worked with there, they just looked so unhappy. And I had a lot of, a lot of other people leave and find things that they were really, really excited about doing. And I was like, why them and not me? Like, what's, I'm, I'm my worst enemy right now. Why them and not me? And I just remember sitting there being like, this has got to change. This has got to change. And, you know, you look at the list of all the things that are really scary, but then you look at the other side of the list of all the things that you naturally like to do. And somewhere along it, you just outweigh the pros and the cons and you realize, well, all these things I really like to do kind of go in line with what I want to do. And there, there you make another list and you go, well, these kind of all match. And then you say, well, let's just do it. Let's give it a year and see what happens. Well, what was your first, so now you, you make that decision, right? So you're in, you committed to this. Right. Did you say, I'm going to give it a year or did you say, no, this is, there's no turning back at this point. Failure is not an option. I'm hundred percent. I mean, I'm one of those people, like I don't, I'm not impulsive. I weigh out my list. Here we go. Um, tons of lists, but I'm not impulsive. So I will take my time to, all right, well, this works, that works. And I said, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it the best so that I can do it. I did say kind of like, I'm going to give myself a year. Anybody that knows business knows that you kind of have to take a full year to build a book of business. I, you know, I did it from one job to the other when I was doing recruiting. So I said, a year, you know, let's look at each quarter. I took it almost like a business approach. Sure. And I said, Let's gain and learn as much as I possibly can in a year. We'll reevaluate. We'll see where we are in a year. 
I mean, I didn't, once I was in it, I didn't have to look back at all. Beautiful. Yeah, I really did. So initial step out was Equinox Bar. Where, where did you wind up? So I had already been teaching classes. Like I'd already been leaving work and teaching classes. I was at Gold's Gym in Queens. I was at New York sports clubs all throughout Manhattan. Um, but I basically left like late, late November. My job took about a month to kind of figure out. And at the time I was meeting with a life coach. She ended up saying, well, why don't you apply for Equinox? And I was like, I'm not ready. I don't have a personal training cer like certification. She goes, well, why don't you try? She was the one that pushed me. January came, open house. I started at the end of January. Nice. That and that it. was it from there? That was it from there. <laughs> so I know you have like a bunch of other things in the cooker right now too. Um, many. Many, Always. many. But before Always we get many. to that, I want to go just, just back a little bit when, mm -hmm. when like, childhood. So obviously I always feel entrepreneurship doesn't like, I feel like it doesn't happen in your twenties. I feel like for the, a lot of the time kids, um, we have those entrepreneurial tendencies, you know, and they yeah. may not be nurtured by our families or however it may work. So as a kid, like what was your vision? Like, what do you want to be when you grew up? What was your dream at that moment? Well, I either was going to, this is really funny, but I either wanted to be on TV. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'll be a TV personality. Duh. Obviously. That's what I thought, you sure. know, so easy. Or I thought I was going to like do like workout videos. Ah. I thought I was going to be like, you know, like um, all the greats and just be like doing workout videos and just like loving life. Not far from where I am. No, I but I did always know that far. I was going to be my own boss. I always knew that ever okay. since I was young. I remember even telling my mom, I was like, mom, I'm going to have my own business and I'm going to be my own mm -hmm. boss. I just knew it. I didn't need to tell, like, nobody needed to tell me what to do. I, I, I did that. my own. <laughs> I've been unemployable since birth. So yeah, yeah I, I get it. You know, like I yeah. was selling baseball cards and uh, having people paint houses when we were 13. Like, yeah, uh, I yeah. knew like working in a corporate environment never would have worked personally for me. Right. I started working at 14. Yeah. I was like, I gotta, I gotta make my own money. Yeah. And everyone's like, why? You're 14. I'm like, it's time. <laughs> Where's the work ethic come from? Um, my parents, I think my parents, my grandparents, like my family, you know, my family's from Puerto Rico. I'm, you know, I've been born and raised here. Uh, my parents are also born and raised here, but family's from Puerto Rico. And I just think it's, they just work like my grandmother, my grandfather, we just work. We stay busy. It's yeah. just, I know I even visit my grandparents now and God bless. They're like 80 in Puerto, they, Rico. Uh, in Puerto Rico. Yeah. They were here in the States for like 45 years. And then they finally retired yeah. in Puerto Rico. And my grandmother's like, gardening and this and that yoga like my grandfather's hanging stuff and i'm like this is where i get it from my dad's also puerto rican so oh, you know, yeah perfect. so my uh you know i always say i always say he immigrated to this country and, and I've, I've been told numerous times that's actually not correct because puerto rico is part of the united right. states he migrated so my, i have to, right, I have to right. migrated part so of the great he, migration he migrated, yeah, he yeah. migrated to new york yeah. but he came here when he was 22 years old um you know fifth grade education didn't speak the language and eventually you know started bringing his siblings over he was the oldest of eight or nine um so i always say that you know my work ethic my passion for work and my no bullshit shut the fuck up and put it in. My dad was that guy who was, you know, working 70, 80 hours a week. And, you know, I've said this numerous times. I used to see him on every seventh birthday <laughs> because he <laughs> would, like well, my dad like didn't take off. The world could be coming to an end. My dad was going to work. So, and he had to, you know, and that's yeah. like he had to provide and, and there were no, no exceptions about it. But, um, 
that was my role model for my work ethic, you know? And, and uh, so I'd see him on like my seventh birthday, 14th birthday, 21st birthday. We'll catch on that. <laughs> you know, so, and, and, yeah. and when you have that mo- behavior modeled for you, I feel, you know, it's a great opportunity for you as like a, to have parents who've modeled that for us. And, you know, we can say now as adults looking back, it's a huge blessing. Oh yeah, I agree. I think even seeing my mom chase her dreams was huge, was huge for me. So my mom's in fashion. She was in fashion until she like kind of let the, let the career go. Um, but you know, when we were younger, she was traveling a couple weeks at a time, you know, two, three times a, a month out gone. This is like pre FaceTime. You know what I mean? She's on the other side of the world. I'm getting dressed for school. She's like going to bed and it was just so cool. I'm like, you went to China? Like Mm. what? That's so cool. And I just remember being like, well, my mom like does what she loves every day. It's like, I want to do that. You know, that kind of idea just kind of was planted from a very early age. And it sounds like your mom's also been your biggest supporter through your own journey. Right yeah, now. she is. Cool. She is. Yeah. Yeah. Both my parents are. They're, they're very fun. They're what, do they, what do they think about now? Like when they look back and say, you know, we kind of told her not to do this. And now she's, yeah, yeah. she's doing it and she's yeah. doing well at it, you know? Oh, my mom's always like, I knew, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> your dad? And my dad's always, you know, a little later to come around. He's like, oh yeah, nice, nice. I mean, I remember he came to the gym, you know, and he was like, wow, this is incredible. And I was like, yeah, what do you think I've been doing (laughs) like all this time? So, you know, it's stuff like that where he, he comes around he's like, wow, this is amazing. And, and so they see all the work later because I think it's hard to, I don't work in a physical space, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't produce a physical product. Sure. You know, I, I basically am, I'm giving you promises. Sure. Right. So that's also weird for them because they're so used to something really tangible. Um, so that's kind of like the, uh, the other side of it, but they both have been really, really supportive. Yeah. Awesome. I can't, I can't, uh, can't thank them enough. <laughs> so I think it was cool how we got connected. One of our, uh, one of my clients is your client, right? Um, Absolutely. And getting into like the business of what you do, um, yeah. is, is, uh, you know, specializing in training women. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know we spoke about that and, and you've been able to curate clients from marriage through birth. Um, which I think is brilliant, right? Because now you're getting someone in and now they become a legacy client. Of yours, right, right, right. You can now, instead of just having a, you know, six months leading into the wedding, you know, you can now develop them that, hey, most of these girls or women are going to have kids a few years down the line and they're going to need a trainer for that and postnatal, prenatal, right. prenatal and postnatal. Um, how'd you get into the like whole bridal fit, getting them ready for their weddings? So how did that happen? So, um, at Equinox, actually, I ended up getting kind of like a little reputation of working with women that just, A, are not comfortable being there, which is a lot of women, B, they're beginners, and C, they want to get the most done in the least amount of time. So when you said beginners, like women with limited fitness experience. Very limited. Like what's a bicep curl? What's a push Really, really, really. Right. Right. Like let's work on a plank. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and people, they just didn't feel comfortable in this space, which I totally understand, right? Like, if you've never been to the weight side and I'm saying today we're going to deadlift, they're like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go to that area, which is fine. But I ended up getting that kind of like small reputation, just working with people, making them feel comfortable in this space. Maybe they didn't like it. And the only reason why they were coming is like, so we can kind of bullshit for a little bit. And I snuck in a few squats and, you know, this and that. Um, and then our mutual client was actually the one basically connected me with so many women that were just at the beginning of, of big moments in their life, you know, weddings, honeymoons, the bridal showers, the all, all of that. And she connected me with people in her network 
And I mean, she must have sang my praise or something because she did. Because all yeah, these women were yeah, uh, all these women well. were incredible. Incredible. And I, I mean, retention, I still have them. Yeah. I'm like so fortunate. Yeah. And it's funny. I think, you know, I talked to, and, and the privilege of doing the show, you get to talk to so many different people and good, bad and different. You know, I've had some great guests. I've had people reach out to me. Um, I think sometimes people are so short sighted on the power of an individual, especially in today's Instagram age. Like they don't realize that all you need is one Becky, right? That, that That's one, one pivotal oh my client God. Yes. that you can literally build a full company on. And for me, like I can trace it back. I have three specific clients from 2007 to 2010 that I've literally built the last decade of my business on. God bless And we fucking killed it for those clients. (laughs) And at the time we killed it for all the clients, but those three specifically stood out and literally built a company on the back of those three referrals because their networks were so crazy. And I feel like sometimes people now, especially they want to know like, how many Instagram followers you have. Right. If they're not, and if you don't have a hundred thousand, they don't have an interest in talking right. to you when it, that's so short sighted. It's literally, right. if you get one person, that one person, as it expands out over the next 10 years, could be hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in bottom line revenue to you. If you, but if you look at it just for that one person, that may never uh, materialize. Right. No, I a hundred percent agree with that. I think, especially in the industry that I'm in, you know, the Instagram celebrity trainer, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But I like facts, like certifications. I like, you know, work. I like results. I like people enjoying their time with me. That speaks bigger than anything I can post on Instagram. So I'm very fortunate that I have my Becky (laughs) and And she was, you know, able to connect me. And people don't realize too, like we're in such a social media world, you know, if Instagram takes away likes, which is on the table. Yeah. And if they take away follower numbers, you now just become a regular person and there's no way for you to monetize your Instagram account. Right. That's going to kill the influencer industry. Right. So you're now your next celebrity trainer. It's like, well, how do you know if he's a celebrity trainer? Like, and are you really, so let's, I always break that down. Are you really training celebrities or are you yourself a celebrity trainer <laughs> on Instagram? There's big difference. You right. know, like, right. right. 100%. Right. <laughs> do you think you're a celebrity? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, did you, did you, are you right. a celebrity? Oh, um, yeah. but So that I think could drive drastically change. And for people who don't have the fundamental business acumen, they're going to get killed. Right. So I'm a believer of build an amazing business, develop your business skills, let Instagram support that. Don't make Instagram all of it Absolutely. because that could potentially change. Oh, hundred you know, percent. It already right. has. Like Instagram's algorithms have killed people recently, especially for the people who have bigger followings now. It's just changing. Right. And you, you don't have control over that. They don't care about the per- about us. They care about their bottom line revenue. Yep. Yep. Well, it's interesting because I know I, although I don't really use my Instagram to, let's say, gain new, um, new clients, it'll, it's funny because some of my clients that are not clients just yet, they'll look at my Instagram and say, Oh, I, oh, she's doing this with this pregnant woman. She's doing that with this pregnant woman. And it, as if it reassures them that I know what I'm talking about, but I'm happy. I'm happy. It almost adds like a, it's a gallery. Cause again, like I said, it's, I sell nothing really. I sell promises. To well, you. and your knowledge. Don't sell yourself short. I sell my knowledge. I sell my knowledge. I'm safety and all of that, but I I don't have anything to give over. So I'm like, if you can look here and see some of the stuff that I've done with women that, you know, before their wedding and yada, yada, then great. You know, if you can gain something out of it, but if not, you know, don't use it so much. Right. I don't, I don't necessarily need you to judge me off of it, but you can use it kind of as like a guide to see what I do. So I'm also just curious to pick your brain a little bit about like from an entrepreneurial (laughs) standpoint, right? How do you get in, how do you balance time, 
right? So especially for someone like yourself, who's always in the gym, I could imagine yeah. the last thing you want to fucking go do is work out sometimes. Yeah. But you're a personal trainer and you obviously have to work out because I feel yeah. like anyone who doesn't do something that they sell is, yeah. Right. Um, you know, like if someone was trying to train me and they were really out of shape, I'd be like, yeah, no, you know, um, how do you manage all that? Yeah. Great question. Um, so yeah, sometimes the last thing I want to do is go into another gym. Right. I've been in a gym all day, other people's gyms. So I really take to the streets a lot. Like I'll work out in the park. I swim a lot because really? it's super mental for mm-hmm. me. Um, I'm so fortunate to have friends that are in the industry. So I'm like, I can take classes. I'll do some a totally different modality. Um, but for me, the best thing that's been working is scheduling it into my schedule, which I know is better. It's easier said than done. But same thing. It's always like if I'm not sipping my own Kool-Aid, like why would anybody else sit my own Kool-Aid? I always try every single exercise before I give it to any client. Like if I work on a combo, I'm like, ooh, so-and-so is going to really like this. And I'll remember. But really, I try and keep my lifestyle very active. So my vacations are around traveling. Like all my traveling is around, you know, the hiking, the swimming, the this, the that. We'll jump off of this. We'll jump off of that. You know, so I try and keep it very active. Because otherwise, I just can't imagine always being in a gym. Too much, too much for me. Yeah. Of course. And I know, uh, as we were getting to know each other before the show, you know, we talked about your next evolution in business and how we're going to scale up, right? So I think, you know, just from the personal trainers I know is you have a finite time space per week. Right. And which ultimately means then from an entrepreneurial standpoint, you have a finite amount of capital. If you were to just say train 30 people a week, you can never scale that up to train 300 right. under your own umbrella, right? So I know you're talking about doing some really cool stuff with pre and postnatal and building that program out and business out. Right, right. So exactly what you said. My, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get to too many places in one day, right? There's only a certain amount. Um, and that being, you know, the underlining mindset, I just said, well, I want to get away from just servicing you know, I teach a couple classes here and there. So I want to get away from just servicing the hundreds of people a week, let's say, and start to service the thousands. Mm-hmm. How can I make this impression a little bigger? And one of the ways that actually my partner and I have been working on is this online business that will work with women um, before, during, and after their pregnancy. So that's kind of what we've been working on. It's going to be a three-dimensional approach. It's specifically curated for women and around the things that they need for this important time in their life, right? So before, during, and after their pregnancy. It's kind of five cycles, you know, before trimester one, two, three, and then post. And really it's going to be combining all the important things. So mindfulness, you'll have a five-minute guided meditation by a guided meditation specialist. Uh, you'll also get curated recipes as well as uh, a curated grocery list to make your life extremely easy. And we're working with a registered dietitian who, put a pin in that, circle it around, I trained her for her first and now second child. I'm blessed to do that. And then lastly is the meditation, or excuse me, the movement part, right? The biggest part is going to be moving. It's going to be body weight, you know, some household items, because we really just want people to understand that Take the 25 minutes to escape, to give it to yourself, because it's going to be worth it. A awesome. l- like way bigger, you know, bigger benefits than you can get from not doing it, right? Um, so that's kind of where we're at right now. We're still working out so many things, but the goal would be to have a soft launch in October. Nice. All right, so it's coming up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been working on it for some time and then really launch the app in January. What are some of the hurdles you're facing right now with this? Time, yeah. time and attention. Because you're um, still training. 
X amount of people. I'm still training. I'm still managing. So time and ten- and like attention. So what? Give me like how you how are you budgeting your time right now to make this happen? So right now, I basically I block it out throughout the week. I start on Sunday. I block out. Well, what are my goals for the week? And we block out times when my partner and I are going to be meeting. We block out things that we're going to be doing and then speaking about. Um, but yeah, it's just been the, the, the challenge is time. How do I get more time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want more. Sleep, sleep less. <laughs> yeah, a, I know, but that's the thing. I'm, I'm like, sleep is super, super important to me. I'm an eight. If I don't get eight hours, don't come near me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sleep is so, so important to me, but it's the first thing that escapes when I'm like stressed. Yeah. You know what though? I think it's, uh, I'm a big believer. It's not, um, how many hours a day you work. You do need to work a lot of days. It's what you do with the hours while you're working. Right. You know, and, and then having that, uh, laser focus. Um, cause I know for me, at least having added this show onto my already fucking insane schedule is, is intense, Right. but it's now just, it's made me a better, more refined business person in my primary business. Because when I'm here, I really need to be laser focused in on the tasks at hand because I need to accomplish those for, to allow me to do something like this, which is just a side passion of mine, you know, at right. this point. So I found that that's been really um, by adding something to my plate, it's made me more focused on the other stuff. I agree. I agree. It kind of, it forces you to prioritize and it forces you to say, okay, I only have this one hour. Yeah. What am I going to do with it? Um, but yeah, I, I get that struggle for sure. <laughs> for so sure. W- what was the drive to get into pre and postnatal care? Well, I got the certification because I said, let me just get this. I work, I looked at my b- book of business and I said, Oh, it's about 85% women mm. in all different stages of their sure. life, but it's about 85% women. So I said, mm, let me get this. This makes sense. Um, and then from there, it just, as it naturally happens, like we were saying, I worked with women for their wedding. We worked together. My retention, I have to say, is pretty high. And then the natural evolution occurs. And I say, well, I'm pre and postnatal certified, or they saw it that I was in the class or the, you know, the, the training on my Instagram, going back to Instagram. And they say, well, I saw you were, you know, pre and post. I just have to tell you something. And then the next word is I'm pregnant. And that's Uh, how the evolution continued. And then you have a Becky and they give you, you know, your next client and your next client. Um, but really it was, I knew that I wanted to pivot, um, because it's probably the most rewarding work that I do. That's awesome. And I think also too, it's just from a business standpoint, it's brilliant because so many people are so short sighted in how they plan out. They don't realize that customer retention, why go after new customers when you can just service the ones you already have and now make them from a single experience customer or a single life experience, take them through life. And if they're going to have multiple children, help them rehabilitate from those pregnancies, which I'm, you know, I'm not a woman, but I can only imagine the you physical nature of right. giving birth has to wreak havoc hormonally, physically. So, um, so to be able to have a trainer to get you back to where you want to be um, has got to be vital and crucial. And probably also just from a mental state, um, just being able to get moving again and be functional again has to do wonders mentally. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, you know, kind of going back to what you were saying, like I was working with them before. And they feel comfortable. And now this beautiful, amazing life change is going to happen. So you eliminate this other little piece of discomfort. If they had to leave me, find another trainer, work with them. Sure. Maybe they didn't like them. You know, it, you don't have that much time, right? You have nine months and you really want to be as safe as possible throughout those nine months. So that kind of helped me. Right. And then on top of that, I mean, it's like I said, it's very like purpose driven work. Like I cannot believe how strong women are. Like I already knew it, but I cannot believe it. Watching women 
really transition in their life. Just being like, I haven't slept. The baby didn't sleep. You know, I have throw up in my hair, blah, 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 blah. <sighs> but here I am, let's do this. And you, they're just like deadlifting. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I've, I've realized we men are so weak and certain. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that. No, it's true. I'm not like, saying that. Like, I, as you say all those things, I'm like being puked on, not <laughs> sleeping for a week, uh, and then going to the gym and that wasn't, nah, you know, like it just, it just, so, yes, women, there's a different kind of strength women may prevail. With, I mean, for sure. I have a 5.30 a.m. client. I've been with her, again, trained her through her pregnancy. Baby's not even a year. And she's like, I want to do a triathlon before the baby's a year old. Whoa. And I was like, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I see you 5.30 a.m. And she, you know, she says, well, like, barely slept. Work is crazy, blah, 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 blah. But here I am. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's, it makes my job so much easier. Cause like, even yesterday I had like five clients back to back and I remember speaking with my partner and I was like, today was awesome. Like everybody crushed it. All my women crushed it. Nice. And it was just like, this is why I do what I do. It's, it was such an easy day at work. Nice. And I was like, oh, cool. It's like one o'clock and I'm done. <laughs> I think it's a lot easier to, uh, to bring that kind of energy when you love what you do for work. Right. Right. Yeah, and I get like excited to see this woman like PR, you know, yeah. like deadlift the heaviest that she's ever deadlifted since before she was pregnant. Nice. Like I'm like, oh my God, yeah. I cannot believe this. You know? So it's stuff like that where I'm just like, yeah, this is what I do. And this is why I do it. So building out the structure of your business, right. For people who, who are interested in developing their personal training or, or any business for that matter. What, what's the, what's your outlook mindset on that? Is it to be able to reach as many people as possible, um, through that platform or curate an online platform where you become more accessible because ultimately, you know, if there's only 12 workable hours in a day, you can only necessarily see so many people. Whereas when you build out a platform, more people have the ability to attain your services. So it's a mix because I would love to say that I can continue doing personal training forever, but that's just not an option really. You know what I mean? It's going to get, I'm going to get tired of it. So that's why I want to, wanted to create this platform. I would love to make everything that I know accessible to everyone that's going through this really important, like change in their life. So if I can put all of this knowledge and information in a well bundled little package for women, that's very important. Like I would just want them to feel really comfortable and safe. So if I can get that out to them, that would be incredible because then I feel like I can give a part of myself to a lot more people. Um, the goal would really be to make sure that it gets out, but it also gets out in a like digestible way. Cause I think with Instagram, with self magazines, with all these like, you know, health and this and that, everyone probably looks and is like, what's real? What's fake? Do I do this? Do I not? So I just want to make it as digestible as possible. And then hopefully service more people. And I would love to open it up to do like some virtual training if possible. But, you know, the goal is really like take everything I know and make it and put a nice little bow on it and be like, here you go. Here's everything I know. And then with your program, these people are going to be able to train in the comfort of their own house. Is that the concept? Yeah. The goal is really keeping in mind. So one of the things that I did and continue to do is speak with my clients. Mm -hmm. What are the struggles of you getting here? If you had 20 minutes, what would you do? You know, what does an average day look like? I need to get into your head. And I'm fortunate in the sense that all my clients are like, well, let me tell you. And they do tell me, are are you using apps? Do you like the apps? Like, where do you collect information? How do you know what's safe and what's not? I've asked them all of these questions and they've given me all the answers. So 
to go back, yes, it's going to be everything that they can do in their home. Basically, once you have a baby, you should be able to kind of like time it in the sense that the baby goes down for a nap and you go for your 30 minute, you know, 25 minute workout and your five minute guided meditation. The goal is like, once that's done, the baby's up and you're back to life. So you're getting it in for 25 minutes. 25 minutes. Yes. 25 minutes and the five minute guided meditation. Gotcha. The goal like would be to kind of finish that up. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's 30 minutes. 30 minutes. I don't, I don't know if I can ask of them anymore. Granted, you can rip apart the training in the sure. sense that like you can mix and match. You know what I mean? You can use some of the information from week two. You know, you can, you can make it your own. So if you wanted to add it on, by all means. Um, and it's not, I don't want it to be taken away from like, you know, working with a personal trainer, but it's like for that rainy day, we've had rainy days all week, right? So for the rainy day, for the snowy day, you need like something. Yeah, I also think about it too, like as I think about like if you were to go to, let's say, train me at my house, it's an hour to get there, an hour to train me, an hour to get home, that's three hours. Right. No matter how much you charge me per hour, you're still capping, you know, there's only so many hours in a day that you right. can actually bounce around New York City going to four different private gyms right, training right. people. You put a finite cap on your income, which is always problematic. For, you know, like I think about it, no, that like- as a huge problem. <laughs> yeah, well, you, and, you, and, and then not to mention you're constantly literally running around New York City or Brooklyn and getting training sessions in. Literally running like so, I ran here. <laughs> so I was like, afternoon so, cardio. <laughs> so I know um, we got connected through a bride, right? And I know That's my right. brides are always looking to be their best version of themselves for their wedding dress. And I know that wedding day in their wedding dress, right? So I know that's something that you've uh, done a lot of work with. What's your approach in dealing with these brides? Well, <laughs> where do we begin? Um, no, I, like, um, so like we were saying, I've, I've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of women in these really important moments in their life. And one of the main and first things is stress, stress. I mean, I look at, yeah, we're going to train like, yeah, I'm going to help you out in terms of what you should, should and should not be eating. But how are you managing this stress? Because if stress takes over, it doesn't matter what we do. Sure. It does not matter what we do. Um, so we will, we typically look at how long we have until the wedding. And then from there, like I do kind of like small goals. Okay. We're four weeks out. We're, you know, eight weeks out and similar probably to a little bit of your bodybuilding days oh in boy. the sense that. I never talk about that. Well, if, okay, well, I'll say this. If you've ever done bodybuilding, uh, you take a yeah. look out. Now I'm not a bodybuilder. I never have been, but if you've ever done bodybuilding and I, I know I do respect their work ethic. But I do, I like the way they look at the events, sure. right? Or, or if you're training for a marathon, right? So we look at it by weeks, by cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, but funny, of course, I'm working with women. So if the dress is open in the back, I need to know that. Of course, yeah. If it's going to be, you know, open and we want to work on shoulders and really chisel, I kind of need to know that. Mm-hmm. You know, so little things like that. Or if you want a little shape on the bum, we need to know that. So, and we talk about that. We talk about that throughout the entire process. And I ask them, what are your goals? How do you want to feel is my main question always. How do you want to feel on your day? Like, because chances are they want to feel amazing. And I know they want to look amazing, but really they want to feel like confident in their body. And really we talk about like, like functional things. Like you sit at a desk all day. You don't want to take photos curled over. Mm. So a lot, you Can know I what I mean? send you all the girls who slash? <laughs> a lot of women, I'm like... <laughs> We work on a lot of uh-huh. like rotation. So that way in their photos, without them having to think about it, they're standing nice and tall posture. You know what I mean? But yeah, we look at it in any, as every, you know, as if it's a sporting event. Let's look at the cycle before, let's say four weeks, you know, six weeks, eight weeks. And we reevaluate. We yeah. see where we are. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was always 16 weeks of prep. 
Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And four weeks of hell. You know, like yeah. the last four weeks. Last four weeks were rough. But yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. I don't. I don't want anyone to feel like they have to overwork. I mean, it's 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 kind. Of, I always use this one, but it's kind of like ripping a piece of like paper towel off. You don't really notice that you're heading towards the end until you're right at the end. Yeah. So slowly, we're gonna rip off the paper towel and a paper towel. And then we're going to, you're going to notice that, you know, that's where you've been wanting to be. But uh, I don't want women to get into the transformation idea. Like you're going to look beautiful that day, no matter what you look like. You know what I mean? Cause it's going to be your day anyway. For everything else is Photoshop. And right, there you go. For everything else, for everything else there's, there's modern technology. No, it's really just a matter, a matter of like feeling good. I think it's, I think I always go for, for wanting people to feel good on that day. Awesome. Yep. Would you say that, how, what percentage are you converting your bridal clients into legacy clients that are taking you through? Yeah. Okay. So that's a good question. Um, I have a pretty high conversion rate. Uh, simply, I think the honeymoon does it for me. Ah. Uh, unfortunately. Why do, do you say, why do you say that? Why do I say that? So we work together. Ah. They look incredible. They feel incredible. They're like, I have this amazing three week honeymoon. Ooh. They're gone for three Sugar, weeks. Sugar, alcohol, food intake. Right. Right. I don't, you know, probably uh, hanging uh, on the beach, uh, blah, 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 blah. And I say, have a great time. <laughs> right. Have a wonderful time. Reach out to me. Whenever I'd love to continue this, right? I always say, I'd love to continue this, but reach out to me whenever if you have any questions. I promise you four weeks later, I get a quick text or an email that says, oh my God, I'm back from the honeymoon. I basically reversed everything that we worked on. Do you have some time? And next thing you know, and it's I'm like, saying, yeah. yes, of course I have some time for you. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm very selective in the sense, cause I don't have a lot of time to give. So I'm selective and I hope that the people that I decide to work with are legacy clients and it just so happens to be that they usually are or let's say you know they move and now they're getting ready for their first child and we try and make it work you know whether i see them at a gym near their job or whatever the case is but we we try and make it work um but yeah i'm, I'm unfortunate fingers crossed Nice. High retention rate. Yeah. Um, so I know when you discuss your business venture, something that I'm always curious about is you're doing this with your partner, right? And, yes. And, and partner and, and multifaceted partner. Yes. So life partner. <laughs> yep. uh, lover, friend, and yep. business partner now. Yep. Um, what's, what's your take on that? I was terrified to begin it simply because what we have is super special to me. I'm sure, you know, if, if, You've been in a relationship, you kind of, that's your thing, right? You hold it really close to you. Um, so I was, I was nervous and I had to ask her, like, do you want to do this or not? And if it's no, I will never hold that against you, but I need to know. So I was very black and white. And then I said, here's what we're doing. You're sitting, I'm sitting, we're taking out a piece of paper and we're writing down, what are your roles? What are my roles? What do you want to see for the company? What do I want to see for the company? And we wrote everything out. Mm. everything out boundaries to the max. What are your duties? What are my duties going to be? Um, if this happens, how do we get, you know, take care of things. So we wrote it out now, granted, it's not, you know, that's not set in stone. I'm sure things are going to change, but what I wanted to do from the beginning was set boundaries because I'm a crazy person when it comes to work. And like, I literally will like run through a wall sometimes because I have so much energy and like, I'm super excited and I don't want to, take, like, I don't want to kind of overshadow her. I don't want her to feel any kind of 
discomfort when it comes to like how crazy I am in terms of work. So I said, what do you really want to do here? How do you think that you're going to be the best contributor? And I asked myself the same thing. How do I think I'm going to be the best contributor? And then one of the things that she helps me work on is this whole work life balance. There's no, there's no. What is that? Right. So that's one of the things that she helps me. She, <laughs> you know, we go out to dinner and she's like, we're off, we're off the clock. Like we're all, no, so she's no, your, she's your yang. Yeah. 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 She totally calms me down. She's like a natural, she's like Xanax in a person for mm. me. <laughs> human version. Yeah. Human, human version of Xanax for me. So yeah, she basically helps me say like, we're off the clock. We promise. Or, you know, we had a meeting. Where are you? So that kind of stuff. But I was nervous. I was totally nervous in the beginning, for sure. For and she's sure. also um, someone who shares, uh, Sabrina. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sabrina is someone who shares in your um, similar goals, uh, passion for yep. fitness as well, right? Yep. Yep. So, I mean, I say that she's a better trainer than me. Oh. I always say that. <laughs> she just is. Um, but she has a very interesting background because she studied it in school. So I, although I studied... I, did dance in college and then I switched majors a bunch of times, but, um, I have an interesting background when it comes to movement. I'm more of like feel mm. and she's more like tech, gotcha. you know, very like technical. It makes sense as a dancer. Right. So much feeling. I have it. to feel it. I, you know, I have to feel it in me. I have to tell my, I tell my clients mostly where they, where they're going to feel it. And she has a little bit more of a technical approach. So we really, that helps, I think a lot. Um, but yeah, she's, she's a very, 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 talented trainer. Yeah. And I usually pick her brain about everything. I like how you said, I was listening to a great podcast, uh, Lewis House had Barbara Corcoran and one of her most successful, Barbara, uh, Barbara one of her most successful uh, business ventures was the, I'm butchering the name, but the brothers who do Maine Lobster. Yeah. You know yeah. And they signed a commitment contract prior to strengths, weaknesses, basically laying out yep. fundamentally how their business relationship was going to work. And she said that she really had never seen somebody do that, but it's the same exact things you're saying. And a lot of, I think, the pitfalls, because people have these unrealistic expectations. It's like, hey, we're going right. to go into business together. Well, I, I'm used to working 90 hours a week, and you may not be. And if I expect that of you, well, we're going to have some problems, because right. I'm always going to be here. You're not going to be here, and maybe that's not your capacity. Right. So having that understanding um, going into it, I think, will help avoid a lot of those pitfalls that will potentially come up. Right. I mean, my goal was to basically, we work out of a, a, a journal, like I have a leather journal uh -huh. and all the ideas, everything that we've been working on. I'm so old school. I have to write everything out. Like I map, I map out everything. So I, we took those two pieces of paper, put the date, we signed them. And then I literally taped them into the notebook. I said, uh -huh. when we lose sight of like, what the hell we're doing, like we need to come back to this because it does have like goals, you know, our goals, her goals for what the company will look like in six uh, you know, 12 months, grand vision. So we have these like really fun, crazy ideas before we get into all the nitty gritty. We've kind of had these like really fun ideas and I always want to go back to it because then that'll just kind of keep us honest and like authentic as to why we started this even. Because the last thing I want is for the business to ever like hinder our personal, like our relationship. You know, that's really, because the goal is for us to be able to work together really well, live obviously together really well. We want to travel a lot, which is why we've been, you know, wanting to do a little bit more online. But yeah, the goal is, you know, it's, we're always going to come back to those two pieces of paper. Hope and I never lose them. <laughs> don't lose them. Make, don't lose them. make copies of them. Uh, what has it, has it created any adversity in your relationship as you guys have done this? Well, you know, 
couple of, um, well, more so just a couple of scenarios. So I'm working, I've worked, let's rewind. So I started a company and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. And I took on as if I was a failure at the company, but really it's not, that's not really the case. And she helped me kind of like see that you're not the failure. You know, it's sometimes things just. Right. Sometimes things Shit just, just doesn't, don't add up. doesn't work. Right. And for whatever reason, you know, but I've always believed you are the sum of your failures, meaning that not in a negative way, but the moral character you develop through failure is tenfold through success. Right. Because show me somebody who hasn't failed. I'll show you somebody who hasn't tried. Right. That's it just absolutely. Is how it goes. Yeah. yeah. I 100% agree with that. And so because of that, I kind of bring about this like almost like, overcompensation of wanting to make sure, like, let's say misperfectionist kind of wanting to make sure that everything's perfect. And like, why are you not like running to this and the sense of urgency? I'm like, everything has to get done yesterday. And she kind of took it as like, you're making me feel like dumb. Like you're making me feel like I'm not contributing. And so that was a moment where I was like, Oh my God, that is the last thing I ever want you to feel. And we had to sit and chat and, you know, that's actually what kind of led us to really put everything down on a piece of paper. Cause I was like, I never like ever, ever, ever want you to feel that way. I never, that's never my intention. Right. Um, but I'm just like always running places, <laughs> you know? And she kind of is like, well, let's take one step at a time. Cause to me, everything was supposed to be done months ago. I'm like that. I'm like, I don't understand why is not nothing done. And she's like, we have to lay the foundation first. But yeah, that was a moment where we were like, Oh shit, we gotta, we gotta clear this. We gotta make sure. Yeah. I mean, but I that was, it, yeah, it was interesting. I think it's crucially important, like, and from my own experiences of like being a complete screw up in, in personal relationships, <laughs> I can speak from the standpoint of like, you know, you, when you constantly put work at the forefront of your life in every single aspect, um, number one, you're not nourishing your soul personally, right? So you right. don't take that time, but more so when you're in an, an intimate relationship and you're not nourishing that love between you and your partner and it becomes work only, um, it, it has an amazing way of destroying the relationship and you start losing focus on what's really important, which, you know, why are we doing all this anyway? Right. Right. Like right. It's, w what the fuck are we doing? And then if we're not, you know, if we're we're not nurturing that and we're not getting the love we want and we need or giving the love that our partner wants and needs, then again, you, it goes back to what are we doing? Right. Right. Like, because as entrepreneurs, I know for me, like I have an on and an off switch. And once the on switch is on, it's really hard for me to shut it off. When I do, I can, but I can dig into a project and lose sight of the rest of the world for a few months. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the same kind of situation. I also... I'm notorious for wanting to do a bajillion things. Uh, yeah. I'm like, in this class, I'm taking this course online. I have a think tank uh, I'm running. I, like, And she's just like, um, can you finish one thing and then mm. go to the next? So it's that's interesting. She really, again, being my human Xanax that she is, but she helps me kind of like, Put things into perspective a little bit better. Yeah, I'm blessed. I have this amazing woman sitting right across from you named Sylvia who balances <laughs> my ideas. Because I'll be like, Sylvia, I'll be, we got to do this, 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 and this. And right. it's like I had an idea the other day. I'm like, no, we're going to start interviewing people in front of food trucks. Like, you know, it'd be dope. We'll do like a five minute. And she's like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm like, you, what do you think we should start? She's like, hey, maybe like in six months. And I'm like, oh. Six you, months? Yeah, You're yeah. like. Yesterday, yeah. yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, so, I'm right there with you. You know, I mean, for me, I found that, um, you know, even though in your intimate relationships, outsourcing is probably not the best idea. Yeah. <laughs> in your business situation, it does work really well. So yeah. for me, I've always tried to 
balance my personality with people who are, you know, she's on the more organized side of things. She'll be like, and much more structured. Right. So like she has a production schedule for our show. Whereas I'm like, Hey, we're going to have these five guests on next week. She's like, we're going to have two guests on next yeah, week. Yeah. Schedule the other three for next month. Yes. Yeah. So Sabrina's my Sylvia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In the sense that she just says like, no, yeah. like, and she's good at saying no. Yeah. And she's also good at saying, this is our chill time. Like mm. tonight, I'm not allowed to do work. Because awesome. we're going to watch a movie and we're just going to chill tonight. I like, I like her. Yeah, I haven't right? met her, but yeah, I like yeah. her. I like you, her. Everybody, yeah. she's, she's awesome. I get it, and it's um, good. But then when it's lights on, it's, it's you know, we're ready yeah. to go. And I've always appreciated and respected her work ethic because we did work together at Equinox. And funny enough, we used to train each other's clients because we had a similar demeanor and like a similar approach. So when she was away or when I was away, we would kind of help each other out. But I respected her training approach. Once she's there, it's, you know, no jokes, you know, it's, it's work. It's we're there and I'm the same way, but even still, like we have a little fun with our clients and we understand that like, this is about feeling good. That's what our approach is. So with all of that said, you know, I'm hoping that we can continue that, <laughs> continue that. But yeah, she makes me say no more work. It's time for, it's time for like relaxing. Yeah. And I think that's important because if you are able to carve out those moments of, you know, just peacefulness or joy or whatever it is, whether it's binge watching Netflix sometimes right. to just right. shut that mind off, um, is, is really crucial because then you're able to, what I'm finding is by shutting it off, sometimes I'm able to give more when it's on because oh, yeah. I'm not constantly thinking about it. Now that being said, I still have moments where at midnight, something comes to me and it just, I have to at that moment, like go write it down in a journal and then close that journal. Yeah. I personally found that when I'm able to carve that time out and take those moments to myself, you just feel better. And when I feel better, I'm more productive. I'm a better boss. I'm a better partner, you know, whatever it is, I'm able to give more of myself. Um, the other thing I found too, is when I get after it at the gym, I'm a much happier person. Oh, I agree. You know, and it's a thousand percent. And for me, that's been a big struggle because I'm always like, shit, I could work out, but or I could also just go to work. Yes. You know, and, 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 and especially being, having has had many injuries, it's a lot easier to create stories in your own head as to why not to go to the yeah, gym. Yeah. Like, oh, my shoulders bother me. My shoulder bothers me every day. Yeah. But, you know, some days I'm just like, eh, but if I go, I feel better. You know, and right. I feel like it's the same way with taking time for yourself and loving yourself. And all too often we can very easily fall out of that and not give anything to ourselves. And if we don't give anything to ourselves and we're nothing to ourselves, we can't be anything to anybody else. Right. Right. And that last little bit is exactly what we're trying to use this new platform for in terms of our new moms. It's like, if you can't give yourself just a little bit, you're not going to be of any service to your newborn, your husband, your partner, your family, whomever. So it is that. And I, I agree. Like, you got to give yourself a little bit. I've been meditating a lot. Really? And that's been really helping. It's funny. <laughs> it's, a, it's a practice that I've tried. And the only, you know what happens? I close my eyes and I start thinking about work. <laughs> I just, know, but. I'm trying. But it's okay. I, what I, this thought that uh, I went to Mindful. Have you ever been to Mindful? I've, I've heard of it, yeah. So one of the guided meditation specialists said, it's okay if you have a thought. It's like a cloud. Mm. You're going to see it, right? You could acknowledge the cloud and then you just kind of have to let it go. Mm. But it's okay if work, family, stress comes in. It's just. Just let that cloud go. Obviously, easier said than done. Yeah. But I will say, I've just started with five minutes, and it's been helping. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't make an excuse for everyone has five minutes. Right. I, and you can do it really anywhere. Like, sometimes I'll just do it right at the end of my workout or right before I start a project, which is interesting. Right before I'm going to sit mm. at my computer and I have this insane to-do list, I, like, take a moment, sit away from it, 
five minutes, just five minutes, close my eyes and go away into the gap, slip into the gap. Mm. And then I start and then I'm like, okay, cool. And, and really the meditation I'll use for something like that is like, give me some clarity, give me clarity, whatever it is I'm saying over my head and then pop right over and just get the work done. Do you meditate with your partner? Um, no, cause I think she'll sleep. I think she'll fall asleep. <laughs> She's one of those people that's like, oh, if I read, I fall asleep. Uh, I'm like, I've never heard of that yeah. before. She's like a book. And the- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I'm like, you got to find something you like. She's like, no, it's every book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, what's wrong with your eyes? <laughs> but no, no, no. So we don't, we don't meditate. She's already super chill. <laughs> I'm the one that needs to like chill out a little, but yeah. So without knowing your age, I ask all of my guests, um, you know, looking back on your life, 10 or 15 years, depending on how old you are, right? Um, if there is one piece of advice that 10 or 15 years ago you could give to yourself today, that would be life-changing. Just one thing that you could, whatever it is, what would that be? Well, you know what? I have this answer queued up and I have a reason (laughs) why I have this answer queued up. I just had a birthday and my sister asked me questions like this every year on my birthday. Very similar Mm. questions, very well thought out questions every year. So I I know I like your sister. You were like, like she's really awesome. Love her. Um, But she, she always asked me these types of questions. So I have it fresh. And really the advice I would give myself is to listen to that little whisper. Mm. Listen to the whisper. I have so many cases where I did not listen to the whisper Mm. and I wish I did because everything in my body was telling me to do something else. And I did something like contrary to what that whisper was saying and just trust that whisper. That whisper is your intuition. That whisper is, you know, all the experience, the universe, however you want to see it, but that whisper has got some wisdom behind it and you got to listen. So I think that's, that's it. I think that's the, the best advice I would give myself in the future. I mean, I totally agree. I think in today's society, we've disconnected from our bodies in such a way that our mind and bodies, instead of working in unison, we really don't listen to the body aspect. And when your gut actually start, you get that feeling. There's a reason that feeling's coming. Right. And if you're not in tune with it and you just ignore it, well, hey, maybe sometimes you need to pass through it, but maybe sometimes it's the universe's way of being like, hey, this isn't the right, right business opportunity, or this isn't the right relationship, or this isn't the right venture I'm about to enter into. Right. And it's speaking to you and we're just like ignoring it. Um, and yeah, if we just listen to that inner voice sometimes, like think about all the things and I've done it myself right. too. You think, yeah, right, I think right. of a million opportunities where I was like, Oh, I should have listened, should have listened to myself. Right. Cause you, you to yourself, yeah. listen to your trust yourself because it, most of the time that little whisper is defying what's like logical. And so it's really hard for our mind to get around it. It's really difficult when all of these signs point to this certain thing and concrete, but something mm. in you is like, no, no, See, no, no, I'm no. big about that, about people. Like I'm a good judge of character because I listen I, to the whisper when I meet people. And we'll be some places <laughs> somewhere and people are like, you are so skeptical. And I'm like, you know what? I just, something about it just doesn't feel right. They, there is a lack of authenticity that comes through. And if you're not authentic, you know, you can't even be authentic to yourself. How are you going to be an authentic in your business right. relationship? Right. You know, and I think of, I think of all these different scenarios and I'm like, mm, if they're not authentic to themselves, they're not going to be authentic to deal with. Right. And then I don't want them in my life. And people are like, you are really closed off in your circle. And I'm like, for a reason, you know, and, and 
uh, who I'm close with, I love and I'd guard with my life. I'm the same way. But I, I really do keep people I don't know at arm's length until I get to know them better. Um, whereas I have a friend who jumps in and he's like, they're amazing. And I'm like, my best friend. And I'm like, no, I know them. They're actually not. <laughs> Um, and they will screw you over given the opportunity. And he'll come back to me and be like, oh, that person. Remember what you said? I'm like, uh-huh. Well, they did. I'm like, uh-huh. And I'm like, I could have told you that was going to happen. You right. know, when it comes to money, I'm like, they're going to screw you over. Watch. I'm like, they can't be trusted. And how do I know that? Because they screwed me over. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the the New York in us. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the no bullshit like, meter. Yeah, you know? it's the no bullshit. It's like, please, you're trying, to, you're trying to hustle me for something right now. It's just something about like... Living in, living, growing up in New York where you're just, you just kind of spot the, the real from the fake and not, not, you know, not that, well, fake, you see a lot of fakeness now, but I'm saying a like lot. the <laughs> authentic, right. The authentic from, from just someone that's just trying to get someone over something yeah. over on you. Yeah. yeah or how yeah. many, you know, and people just, or people aligning themselves with someone who has a lot of Instagram followers thinking that that's going to revolutionize their life. And you know, yeah. I try to say trade to people. I'm like, don't partner yourself with people who have a lot of followers. You realize when you put them on Instagram, it's instantaneously gone too. Right. So it's there, but it also goes away. How about longer term, more strategic partnerships where you can both actually create mutually beneficial results for each other. Right. And people don't look at it that way. It's like, get it up now, immediate, immediate, immediate. How about, no, let's really build an actual relationship, right. not an instantaneous one, and get to know each other. And then from that, let's see where this can go and how can we support each other? How can our communities cross each other's, cross pollinate each other, right? So, you know, how can I help you? How can you help me? Maybe, you know, a bride, your training needs a wedding, vice versa, right? right. Like, I'm more about let's build a long lasting relationship. So 20 years from now, you can be like, yo, and what up? You know, like, right, that's right. It. it was awesome being yeah, here. Like, we yeah, can yeah. both beautiful people, both have good souls. Like, that's what I want, not the instantaneous quick flips. No, I'm 100% with you. And I think when you listen to that whisper, when it comes to people, it's always, always true mm. and kind of just going back to like listening to that whisper with everything else. But really when it comes to people, especially in New York, I can, I don't know what it is. I can always kind of tell if someone's just bullshitting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's easy but to do, cut through a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's just kind of a little bit more skeptical, but I, I <laughs> yeah. but no, going back to that too, like I do, I think quality is big for me over quantity because you know, you have all the Instagram followers, you have all this, but like, what are you actually giving to people? How are people benefiting from whatever it is that you're producing? So I'm like, I like to lean a little bit more into like quality, more purpose. You know, I connect deeply with people because they're genuine. But if you're not, I'm like, I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> like, you know, for me too, like, I started to have a philosophical mind shift, especially as an entrepreneur. I think we can become very narcissistic and like ego driven, like, you know, and as your business gets more successful and more reliable. And, you know, for me doing a lot of the Tony Robbins programs and listening to Gary Vee, when I switched it to becoming, how can everything work to better the business? And instead of how can I serve through my business? Right. So now I'm at service to my team. I am at service to everyone who works I like that here, a lot. And I give. So I give as much of myself as I can without expectation of return. And what I found is when you give without the expectation of return, you get so much more. You got tenfold. Right? And if it doesn't work out, you just, you know, like we had some issues in my office where, you know, I mean, I think we have an amazing culture. I have an amazing team. You've got to meet a few of them today. But, you know, we really genuinely have beautiful people who work for me with amazing souls who care and love. Well, and it's a level of attraction. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. more, but we didn't have that at some point, you know, and, and ultimately, 
Um, we just fired them. Um, <laughs> all of them si- almost simultaneously. Well, I mean, honestly, you have to get the toxic. You, get, you have it was, to get it's, the toxic. It's like a cancer and it grows one person. Yeah, one person will manifest that and grow it exponentially. Um, but what I found is from being of service to everyone in my organization and putting them first and their needs first, you build A, more loyalty, and then B, it's much more rewarding because everyone wants to be a bigger part of something, right? Because they all see that that the intention is pure. I want to see everyone in my company succeed even if it means past being here. So if we've given them a platform to develop something and they take that somewhere else, as long as they do it with the correct intention and they come to me and be like, Hey, I just got, I'll give you an example. I have, um, one of the kids who worked for me, Vin, who's like my little brother. I love this kid. Started with me when he was 16 years old. His dream was to work for a major hip hop brand. And this kid is a hustler. 13 years old would knock on the door of Def Jam Records trying to get an internship. He was like, no facial hair. You know what I mean? Like, he's that kid. Well, he parlayed that eight years later to running the social media content. He's working with Wiz Khalifa. Like, he does some crazy shit now. And he's only 23 years old. Good for him. But he came to me and was like, hey, bro, um, I just got a phone call. And they want me to start in two weeks. And this is my dream. I'm like, fuck yeah, bro. Go get it. Like run. Like, I love you, bro. Like, what can I do to support that now? Right. He didn't just bounce on me. He's like, I'll stay. I'll help you out. I'll train someone, whatever I need to do. Please don't tell me I can't do this. I'm like, I would never do that. He's like, this is my fucking dream. And it's happening right now. And now he's traveling around the world. Little Wayne, Rick Ross, crazy. But the intention was correct. It was like, Hey, how can we help you build this? And now you're onto something and you're fucking killing it. And you're living your dream. And he wants, his thing is hip hop. He always wanted to work with hip hop artists. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's crazy. And you know, that's like, so cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, yo dude, bring me on some of these shoots, you yeah, know, like, yeah, especially yeah, when yeah, you yeah, work yeah. with like Deontay Wilder, <laughs> well, the fan, you know, like I'll hold the light. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, actually hand. But yeah. To like be of service to people I found and whether it's to our clients or to the people around me, you know, and then putting that mindset first, I think has opened up so many other possibilities. Yeah. I'm, you know, a lot of what you're saying is just being almost like a natural born leader, because I think that's what a natural born leader does. They want everybody around them to not only walk in the direction that they're going, but feel good about walking in that direction. You kind of like pick them up. And I mean, I walked in here and I can tell that it's got a really great culture. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I appreciate yeah. that. So they're <laughs> saying how much she likes working here. Like it's, I mean, it's very clear. So whatever you've done has worked really well. They always say like, you know, culture is something that it's kind of like tangible. You can feel it. You can sense it. You can see it right when you get into a space and you know whether it's good or bad, you know? Um, And I'm one of those people that definitely picks up on energy. I just... I think, I don't know if I'm like hippity dippity on that, but there is, it's not, no, it's energy, not right? it's no, no. energy is no, transformed, no. you know, yeah. transferred from one to the other. So I do feel as soon as I came in, I felt very welcomed. I felt, oh yeah, come on in. I'm like, oh, I'm in someone's home. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, so whatever you've done has worked really well. Cool, <laughs> I appreciate that. It's been a lot of work to curate a team. Yeah. It's, 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 it's also like something like this is a reflect, not only a reflection of you, but it's, it becomes like your baby, right? Yeah. It's like, it's something that you've been working and guiding and hoping that it goes, it grows and continues to go in the right direction, both internally and externally for what you do in terms of your clients. And I'm sure people come in here and they are probably really, really excited to work with you. We, we because, so. Yeah, because it's just, you feel comfortable. You feel well, taken care that. of. And I'm not even a client. So Thank I, you. I appreciate that. that. <laughs> we had coconut water for you. <laughs> <laughs> we try. We try to make people, you know, and that's, that's part of it is like that familial, hey, we go the extra step. We try right. to make people feel welcome. And, you know, there's some people will never be happy no matter what you do for them. Well, right, right. There's always exceptions there's, there's to everything. There's always exceptions. Right, right. But by and large, you know, we want to attract people who have a similar vision, who have a similar mindset. Especially, you know, like we, we talk about, I talk about this on the show all the time. I spend more time with the people I work with 
than with anybody else in the world. I think Julia right. and I, uh, two weeks ago at one point, we were together for 80 hours. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, we had a destination wedding, back, New York City, back, office four days in a row. I mean, Thursday night, she's like, I love you, don't call me until next week. Yeah, like, um, I love I you, like, delete my number till Tuesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, I was like, I can't really do that because you're staying in my house for the next seven days watching my dog, but we're going to spend a lot of time together, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's super crucial as you, you know, like, and I know you're working with your partner and I think that's awesome, but as you're, you know, you, you want to be with a team of people and, and that you can embrace and truly love because it makes going to work so much fucking easier. Right, right. A hundred percent. And my goal is to create a team that is like super excited to work, yeah. like super excited behind the vision. It just so happens that one of my really good friends that lives in Boston, who's from Queens also ended up coming back and she does branding. She has her own like small creative agency. She's, you know, fantastic. She does really great stuff. We ended up telling her about it and just telling her, cause I wasn't going to be like, right. You saw the eyebrow, but I didn't, by no means, A, I don't think I could have, I could have afforded her and B, I, by no means was I trying to be like, want to work for me. I couldn't even finish the sentences before she was like, I see the visions. I see everything. I see it all simply because she was really excited about the actual project that we were doing. Um, so I hope to one day have a team, you know, a, a strong, solid team that's like excited about the work that we're doing. Yeah, I think when you, I think you, it attracts itself to itself, you know. And, and there's a there's a great great book on on leadership that I love. It's called Extreme Ownership. It's written by Navy SEALs, and ultimately, I think it takes leadership just from what you you brought up to the extreme. Because now you're not asking people to follow you down the street. You're asking people to follow you into a war zone who have families at home, who have the chance of maybe never coming back from their, this experience, right? You know, right. And that's right. the that's the reality. Is you are now as the leader of a SEAL team. Every decision you make could potentially truly impact the fact if somebody goes home to their wife to, or kiss their right. baby. And if you make the wrong decision, people are going to die. And inherently, through active combat, you are going to lose some of your men. And it just, it is what it is. And the premise of the book is success is not your success and loss is your loss. Mm. So you can take moments of enjoyment in the success, but it's your team's success when something goes wrong, it's fucking your fault. And you better right. own that shit immediately. Because right. if you don't, your team will never respect you. I and then even agree. as they've lost people, he's been like, that loss is on me. As the leader, I was responsible for his life. I didn't bring that person home to their family. And I take full responsibility. Maybe I didn't give you the plan correctly. I didn't review the plan. and I, Whatever it was, right. it's that leader's. And by doing that, A, it relieves the pressure off his team. B, it creates, who's not going to want to follow someone like that? Right. right? Like, so Absolutely. as a leader, when some shit goes wrong, you know, even in my business, like things go wrong all the time, own that shit. Like just, we own it and Hey, we move forward from it, you know? And as long as we all take ownership of our mistakes, little things come up, but it's not the end of the world most of the time. Right. And we're certainly not in the scenario where it's like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like they're playing at the highest level with people's right. lives. We're playing, we're, you know, I'm in the wedding business. Nothing's that, I mean, people think it is, it's not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you just said, because it's interesting in the sense that you, you have to celebrate the people. And I think some of the greatest leaders and the greatest people that I, you know, admire are always talking about the people that work around them because they make your business happen. Um, and, you know, especially working, I've worked at studios and I've worked at, you know, with really strong teams. I've worked, you know, at big, big box gyms with really, really strong teams. And you can tell when like a really good leader leaves or a really, you know, or that's the thing that's missing. You can tell, you can just tell. Um, and so it's, 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 you know, going back to culture, but it definitely can, you know, it affects culture and it definitely makes it easier 
to come to work every day if you have a really solid team and or a really solid leader. No, for sure. So yep. I know you are a busy lady and you, uh, you had yeah. a busy morning and you get after it. So, uh, if you could just, uh, I want to keep you for a couple more minutes if that's yeah, right. I'm, but yeah, I've got plenty of cool, time. Cool. I'm not working. <laughs> I'm not working after this. Uh, but if you could just break down for me, um, six month, one, one year, five year vision right now and yeah. kind of what actionable steps you're doing to do uh, work towards that. Sure. So, uh, I think I kind of mentioned we want to get the app off the ground by January. We'll yep. have a soft launch in October. Um, where we'll test and see what goes on, kind of a little beta. Uh, the goal is the app's out for January. Okay. We're probably going to run some sort of incentive and, you know, little mini workout bands, whatever the case is. Um, that is the six-month goal. The year goal, great question. Uh, I would love to have the app up and running, be able to have a small team um, that's going to help us out in terms of day-to-day operations. Um, and then on top of that, be really, I want to do some corporate events too. Mm. really bring this concept to corporate, like, Wellness retreats. right. Yeah. And, and really just, and also helping people, helping everybody, number one. So like, what is even wellness and all of that, but also helping corporations make their space more, um, mommy friendly, mm. you know, that's a big thing right now. So if we can make it like mommy wellness friendly, um, that would be fantastic. That's something that I've had. An, I've been working. I've done corporate events before, and I continue to do them. But that's something that I would like to kind of a small pivot. Um, and that was that'll be within the year to two years that I'd like to grow that out a little bit. And then five years. Oh my god, uh, great question. Um, you know, personally, I'd like to. Um, get married, which I think nice. would be really awesome. If you need a photographer right now, if you're Oh, I, I, I know <laughs> one now. I think I know a really good one. Um, yes. I'd like to be married in a nice, like committed, Aww. stable relationship. <laughs> but no, just take our relationship to the next level, to, I think. To Sabrina. To Sabrina, <laughs> of course. Um, take our relationship to the next level. I think that'd be really great. I'd like to root down, you know, settle somewhere, wherever that may be. I don't know. Um, and then in terms of business, I really, I'd love to get this platform up and running. If it can be sold by then, that would be fantastic. But, you know, I'm sure that a bajillion other ideas will come about. I don't know if I want to do brick and mortar, um, in five years. However, that would be the goal is later on have something maybe for children. Cause I think that they're it's so now it's like so amazing. You don't even need brick and mortar. Right. I mean, people are always obsessed right. with it, but there's some amazing online platforms, you know, right. I think just in the fitness industry, like body rock and those kind of places. Yeah. Yeah. She kills it. You know, with yeah. And there's so and many, yeah, there's so many great ones out there that we, you know, that have been kind of like idols and yeah. continue to be motivation. Um, but down the line, I think the, there's a potential that like the natural trilogy of this will be to service the children. Well, uh. <laughs> um, you know, I grew up in a dance studio and I just remember how much fun it was. I don't know if I would do dance studio. I don't know what I would do, but and I'm also not the biggest fan of children, but I... <laughs> maybe, maybe don't open a dance studio. <laughs> but, but I do see the potential of like, you know, the upside in terms of like sure, financial... Sure, sure. That's why know. I don't do children's sports. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. They're, they're the a parents, lot. The they're a lot. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I don't know if that's where, where I would really want to be. I definitely think some sort of like brick and mortar, just maybe further than the, uh, than the five years. Cool. Yeah, but I've, the plans will probably change. I'll think of a bajillion new business plans from now until then. <laughs> and she'll, yeah, she'll be like, all right, this one, yes, maybe not that one. So 
We'll see. We'll see. All right, awesome. Well, I want to uh, first and foremost thank you for coming in. And thank doing you this. so much. No, you, please. your team, everybody's been yeah. amazing. So uh, I really, really it's appreciate my it. My pleasure. Yeah. I want to, uh, I want to commend you for your, for your work, your dedication. Thank uh, you. I think it's really beautiful to, um, for me to have the opportunity to talk to people who are so passionate about what they do. And Thanks I think so that's, much. I really it's fucking awesome. That. And, yeah. I, and I know you get after it. And I, uh, you know, I'll say it here when it does become a big platform online. Hopefully, you will come back on and we can talk about of it course. a year or two Always. from you now. Always, you have my word. Uh, all right, cool. <laughs> Because I like to say, uh, when you have a vision, it's until it happens, not if it happens. So right. when this happens, uh, we will uh, we will have you back on and we'll talk about what a success it was. Awesome. Um, and in the I'd interim, definitely keep up with us. Um, if you could just tell uh, our listeners, our followers, where can they keep up with you? And most importantly, where can my clients, if they're in need of a personal trainer, hire you? So what's okay, the best great. way to get it? I guess the best way is going to be my Instagram, funny enough. Um, it's Chrissy, K-R-I-S-T-I-E underscore fitness. Um, on there as well as that's where I'll be making the announcement when it comes to the pre and postnatal platform as well. So just kind of keep an eye out and like closer to October. Cause that'll be the time that I make the announcement on there as well as my email address. All and right. we'll, we'll repost it for you in October, whenever you awesome. go live, we'll, no, we'll love it. Well, and uh, we'll, we'll give you as much love as we can and support you anywhere we can. Um, we will also include all your, your information in your Very show cool. notes. Um, so thank you again. Cheers. Thank you so Cheers. much. Thanks. Hey everybody. Doing this has been an absolute journey and an amazing time. I have learned so much and I want to thank you all for listening in. If you kindly would, we would just ask you for your support. Uh, if you've liked the show, if you've gained anything from it, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or any of the other platforms where you are viewing this. We would greatly appreciate it and it means the world. Thank you so much for listening in. You can find us online at anthonyvasquezworkshops.com as well as on social on instagram facebook and on youtube at anthony vasquez workshops we look forward to seeing you there